Hi, I'm Spencer Ziegler. Hi, I'm Melissa Smith, and welcome to Data Lit, a podcast for educators by educators. Today, we're bringing you another episode of Data Bytes, where we will be chatting about different data that exists in our school system to give us and you, our listeners, a more comprehensive feel of all that data that's involved in running a school system. Today, we have the pleasure of having with us Cindy DeFour, Senior Director in our Office of Grants and Strategic Advancement. Thank you for joining us, Cindy. Thank you for having me. So I'll begin with a really easy question. Can you tell us briefly what do you do in Wake County Schools? I am the Senior Director in the Office of Grants, as you mentioned, and we search out opportunities to apply for grants. We work with staff to figure out if these are grants that we want to pursue, and if they are, then we work with the teams to develop the projects and write out the proposals and submit the proposals. We also support grant writing in our schools. We encourage teachers to go for grants, and we research grants for them. We get all of these grants board approved ahead of time and support teachers as they're going after opportunities that might help their classrooms and schools. So as a teacher, if I wanted... If I was going after a grant, would you help me with grant writing? We could help you with the general things of grant writing, and we welcome teachers to write a grant and send it to us to take a look and make suggestions, but we don't do the actual writing for that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. That would be wrong, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll start off with our first Data Bytes question, and we start with everybody. What does data literacy mean to you? It means several things. One thing is knowing what data exists and is available and where to find it. That's a big thing for me as we're looking for grants. If I can't figure out what's available, then I go to experts like you all Mm. (laughs) to help me. And then also once I have data, I think being literate about using it involves using the data with integrity, Mm. not stretching it, not trying to get it to say what I want it to say, but rather Mm. using the the reality of the data and how it was collected and so forth to use it with integrity so that I'm not creating confusion about what what the data actually was. Yeah, I didn't think about the data integrity, I guess, in your role. I could see how, you know, if I was going after a grant and I wanted to make myself look more appealing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I could use data to do that. So I can see how data, it's important to have data integrity when you're thinking of getting grants. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. As you, as you say it, 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 I think y'all's work really breaks down a lot of the abstraction education in that there's resources out there, but there's a lot. How do you filter through to figure out what's going to benefit your students? And then how do you sell your project, your classroom, whatever it might be in a way with integrity, but also in a persuasive manner. So yeah, that is interesting. So what is some of the data that y'all interact with then? There's so much. (laughs) So I started looking through, knowing this question was coming, I started looking through some of the data we've typically used in ours. And I like to depend as much as possible on publicly available data. So I use district facts a lot. Mm -hmm. That gives us a lot of data that's publicly available. Anybody could go and fact check me if they wanted to. Right. So district facts is a really big one. Uh, We also draw on data around Wake County has the economic health index and the social determinants of health. Um, The Wake County data really helps provide a picture of our community as a whole and where pockets of uh, vulnerability are within our community. Um, So we use those to help bolster, you know, kind of what the need is for the particular grant. We also draw on a lot of data from NCDPI, uh, in addition to, you know, like school performance and teacher working conditions. We also look at some of our 
the data around market share that our district has. So like, how are the charter schools doing? How are the private schools doing? What percentage of the market do we have? And, and use that data in some of our grants as well. And then we also, you know, some of our grants focus on teacher preparation and the teacher pipeline and having enough right. teachers. And so I use the UNC systems mm-hmm. information about teacher prep, what the demographics and ethnicity are of the teacher pipeline that's coming through, how that pipeline has shrunk over the past decade, mm-hmm. um, things like that to inform our proposal and the data in our proposals. So do you work with like the Census Bureau? and? Well, I use that data as well. Yep, okay. Census data and ACS, the American Community Survey, to help us know what's going on. For instance, the recent magnet grant that we did for Eastern Wake County, we drew on the census data to tell a story about what those communities are experiencing in the way of growth and, um, you know, how their communities are changing and why the need for the magnet schools was, you know, there. She said my favorite word, data to tell a story. Yeah, the story. <laughs> well, yeah, because that, that's kind of what they do. And it's interesting, I, I guess, your department works with a lot of other departments. You, you yes. probably have a glimpse into all the elements of education, which is kind of fascinating. Like if we ever did a like department versus department Wake County uh, trivia contest, I feel like right. grants would clean up. <laughs> I'm not sure about that because our, our memory might not be great, but... <laughs> But we do work with a lot of departments. Yeah. We, we've worked with HR. We've worked with, of course, the Magnet team. We've worked with academics. Uh, we've worked with student support services. So, yeah, we've done grants in all those areas. And we really are the process people, and they are the content people. Right. But we try to help shape and write, you know, the, the proposals and get them submitted. But I think how fortunate we are as a district to have such a department like grants, right? I'm trying to think... Yeah. In previous uh, school districts that I work in, I don't know if they had, maybe they had a process, but I don't know if they had a whole department to be able to search out, look at the data, see where there's a need, and then be able to, you know, link up need with yeah. finance or money and then put those two things together. I think we're very fortunate as a district to have such such a... Yeah, it's kind of a great example of the value of a central office, that if there's something that all these teachers and schools are doing kind of on their own... And that if you can centrally put together some resources and processes, that's going to benefit everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So what, okay, so you mentioned a lot of data. That was fascinating. What's something about some of that data that y'all work with that our listeners might find interesting? Well, I think I said it previously, but the fact that it's mostly public ava- publicly yeah. available I just think there's so much data out there, and if you know it's there, <laughs> that's one of the things, if you can right. find it. It's, it's there for people to look at and to use. And a lot of, like, even our grants, or the Department of Education posts our grants once they're awarded. Mm. So you can okay. go read our grants on, oh, on the, online. Yeah. Oh, that, I think that's interesting. I guess, for me, I didn't think, you know... I thought that like these set grants, like I'm, I'm trying to remember as a, as a classroom teacher, you know, there were a couple of grants that you would hear yeah. about and we would go after those. But, you know, I'm trying to imagine, like, is there like a list of grants or you're just constantly searching? Like, I think you're diving into data almost as much as our department is diving into data kind of way. So, you know, just constantly looking and trying to find where is there a need and then how can I help that need or support that need with a resource, with a financial resource. Yeah, like how do you find these? Like all of a sudden some, I don't know, billionaire somewhere feels guilty and decides he wants to <laughs> give up money uh, to teachers. Like how do you become aware of that? 
So there's all kinds of listservs and things like that that post grant opportunities. Um, The big one is the Federal Register. um, And every day the Federal Register posts all these announcements and things, and they also post grant opportunities. So every day I get a notice from the Federal Register, and I will go and look at the opportunities and see if there's something that might be appropriate for our district. If it is, if it, you know, we're eligible to apply and all those kinds of things, then I float it up and check out the interest and try to find out if it's something we want to pursue. So in terms of federal grants, that's kind of how it happens. Right. But then there are these other groups that, that posts other grant opportunities, um, c- corporate, mm-hmm. foundation opportunities. And so uh, I get these listservs. I watch for them. Althea Lewis, who's also in our department, really does a lot of research about grants that are potential opportunities for our district. Hmm. So we just kind of review them, and then we make sure that we're eligible and we meet the criteria and that it's an appropriate yeah. fit, that it aligns with our strategic plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get board approval for the opportunities that we think might be uh, pursued and so then people can apply for those opportunities. See, I didn't even know that that had to go through the board. That's interesting, too. Every yeah. grant opportunity goes through the board. <laughs> I didn't know okay. that. So the data is not just an output. The data is not just what you're putting into these grant applications, but y'all as a team are looking at data to figure out which ones are going to be presented to the teachers. Right, huh. right. And we have a whole site on um, Learning Central where we list all the board-approved grants for teachers to take a look at. Yep. Office of Grants course on Learning Central. Would you say the challenge is not enough grants? Or is it the challenge that there's too much out there and you have to figure out what's going to be relevant and beneficial and ethical and all that? Or does it vary by time, year, all that? Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) the federal group... When we look at federal grants, um, they don't have a consistent flow, I would Mm. say. So um, they like are episodic with announcing these opportunities and the opportunities. It could be a very large grant and we might have one month to two months to pull together the proposal, which is not very long when you're talking about a big Grant. So the magnet grant, for example, when it comes up, we usually have 60 days to pull that together. But with that grant, we also have some idea that it's coming. They usually let us know that they're going to be doing a competition. But then there's other grants like the teacher and school leader incentive grant that we just did. We were asking and asking, are you going to be doing Mm -hmm. this competition? And they would not let us have any information about that. They announced the grant and it was due 30 days later. So getting, floating that up the chain, finding out you want to apply for it, and pulling together the proposal within 30 days was really challenging. Interesting. So in terms of other opportunities, uh, some funders have multiple deadlines a year. Some just have one deadline a year. So we put all that stuff in our grants course. It just depends. Some things are open all the time. Some have floating deadlines. But some things have like a once a year deadline. I think that's a great resource for our listeners, because I know when I was teaching in Wake County, I had no clue, like I said, that there was even like a list I can look to see, you know. It's also interesting, just every department, every team, every stakeholder has a different like kind of calendar and busy season, you know. There's that typical mind theory that you always assume everybody else's brain works like your brain works, everybody else's, you know, workload is like yours. But like us in DRA, when most people... It's their calm time, like over the summer. That's when we're working hardest. All the data's coming in for y'all. 
you're kind of at the mercy of what may or may not get released. Right. Which is interesting. It's a little hard to schedule vacations sometimes. Mm, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> so. But it, yeah, so we just try to stay available, you know, and try to stay on top and kind of get the previews as much as we can. But right. there's some limits to that. So you mentioned a multitude of data that you sort of explore and look at to kind of figure out opportunities. But is there a data that you do not currently have that you wish you did? So some data that I wish I had more of is, is what works, like huh. impact data. Yeah. Um, right. You know, I, we spend a lot of time searching out opportunities, writing grants, but the whole point is for those grants to make a positive difference for our schools right. and students. And so sometimes it's difficult to find things that are grounded in and data that you know it's worked before, and it would, you know, if it's implemented with fidelity, then it would be a positive impact. So I wish, and we're, we look for reports a lot, and, uh, you know, we try to read up on what there is that would be effective. Yeah. But, um, but I do wish there was more of that kind of data available and easier to find. You right. know, mm-hmm. and it may be there. I, I often, you know, consult with folks in this department uh, to find, you know, find out what you know or reports of projects yeah. that have been similar that might might inform our work. Yeah, that is that's a good point. I think that's something that all of us in education wish that we had better data on. There, there's some kind of federally what works clearinghouse, and we can yeah, drop was, that in the show notes. I was wondering if they were still but, around. I, I, they pro- are still around. I sometimes <laughs> call them the what doesn't work clearinghouse oh, because no. it seems like there's a lot more that doesn't work than does. But uh-huh, they are. Uh-huh. That is a, a spot we go to look for yeah. things. Yeah, and yeah. indicators of you know things yeah. that might have promise. And it's a reminder of just how many variables there are in education and that, you know, there are no magic bullets because there's a lot that kids are bringing into the classroom with them that have an impact before they even, before the teacher even opens up the door. That is absolutely true. And that's where that community vulnerability data really plays in. Yeah. Which is a whole other set of data that we're kind of collecting more and more and analyzing more, more and more. It also tells us that there's still a need for um, educational research, right? Uh, I think so much with the pandemic and all of the other things, you know, there's so many other things for us to focus on. But there's always still that need, again, to figure out what works, what is impactful. And we seem to, you know, that has been lowered on the sort of focus scale because, you know, we're trying to figure out every other kinds of things. But, yeah, there's still that great need for good, sound educational research to kind of help us make those sort of decisions. Right. Right. And then to have the attention span to stay with something that works for a long yeah. period of time. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and all these things require more resources, more support, which makes us kind of eternally grateful for your department and all that y'all do so that when we find out through our research, like, oh, we could use more with this. Right. That gives us a way to potentially seek out some resources. Well, Cindy, thank you very much. Yeah. Like I said, I never know what we're going to learn, but I definitely learned a lot about what you all do. I thought yeah. this was just the money bags department, but oh, it clearly yeah. they just cut checks, right? <laughs> I wish. I wish we could just do that, you know, be the philanthropist of yeah. the district. But 
Um, but there's a lot of work that goes in, in, into the grants, and everybody who's a part of that has a role in making the grant successful. So. Yeah, well, like Spencer mentioned, we are so grateful for you and your team, you know, for, for you know, doing that link between a need and a resource mm-hmm. and, and doing that work for us. So now that we've come to a close, our listeners, you can always find our podcast on any of the major platforms. And if you have any questions, comments, or further notes, you know you can always reach us at www.wcpss.net forward slash datalit. Thank you to Roseville Middle School's Jamal Wellman for our theme music. And as always, goodbye. Take care.